Hello and welcome to the Beer Business Finance Podcast, where we combine beer with finance to help you create delicious profits in your beer business. I'm your host, Carrie Shumway. I'm a certified public accountant, a former CFO for a beer distributor, and I love numbers. This podcast will provide you with useful financial guidance that you can implement right away in your beer business to make more money. In addition to this podcast, please visit beerbusinessfinance.com. Here you'll find free tools and resources, information on upcoming courses, and you can sign up to receive the weekly Beer Business Finance newsletter for free. Each week, we cover a specific financial topic to help you improve the financial results in your beer business. Let's get started. It is that time of year to set goals and New Year's resolutions. So let's get to it. I am doing my goal setting, and as I was doing this, I thought it might be useful to share the approach that I'm taking with you, and this might be something you can try out in your beer business. So the first step is really to do a past year review. Look back on the year that was and identify the positives and negatives. You know, what were some of the accomplishments? What were the goals that you had set that you just never got started on or fell short on. Um, Really just doing an assessment. And the takeaway here is something I've borrowed um, again from Tim Ferriss and his goal-setting technique. And I'll link this video as to how to do kind of how he approaches his past year review. But the takeaway is you want to look at the things that you've done and try to identify those things that had the biggest impact. So do that 80-20 analysis. What are 20% of the things you did that created 80% of the positive outcome? So that's step number one, just looking back on the past year. Um, I like to look you know, at, at certain key metrics, right? You know, What was our sales plan? Where did we come in? What did we have for profit goals, cash flow goes, goals? You know, where did we come in on those? What were the, the driving factors? Um, behind those. So really just kind of looking back before we start to look forward. So next, as we look towards the new year, I think it's important to begin just with some self-reflection and trying to identify what the most important goals might be. So rather than just kind of, you know, willy-nilly coming up with different goals, we want to try to identify what's most important. And I use this technique when I'm trying to determine key metrics, right? Like what to track. So how do we figure out what's most important? We ask a couple of clarifying questions. Number one is, what is something that keeps me up at night in my business? Number two, what is a big opportunity that I really, I know I should be taking care care of or taking advantage of? Um, And a third question might be, what's one big problem that I've just been avoiding, fixing in my business? And another question might be, what is one thing um, that if I do that one thing, it's going to make other things easier or unnecessary? So that is uh, the concept of a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller, another great read. Um, But that's it in a nutshell is, you know, try to identify those things or one thing that can make a really big difference. And, you know, that could be things like a process change, um, within your business. Maybe there's something that's just repeatedly causing a wasted time or uh, issues, roadblocks, if you will. So what's one thing? You know, sometimes it could be changing out your software. You know, if you've got this software system that's just not working, you know, maybe bringing in something that's more efficient, uh, things of that nature. So really, step one, 
do the past year review. Step two, as you're looking forward, let's look to identify what those most important things are and structure our goal setting around those so you can use those focusing questions. Other basics to think about when you're setting your goals, at its most basic level, we want our goals in writing. So we say, if you don't write it down, it didn't count. So you got to get it in writing. You know, and as human beings, we don't always communicate well, particularly when we communicate verbally. We always hear different things. We've got our own different perspectives. So we can make it easier on ourselves by getting it in writing. So write it down as clearly as possible. Next is to get it on the calendar. So we get it in writing. We clarify what our goals are. Now we got to set aside time for it. And I think this might be one of the, the simplest but most effective ways to make sure that you stick with your goals is to put it on the calendar, literally schedule it out now. So for example, if one of your goals is to do a monthly financial review and to do it every single month, you got to schedule it now. So maybe you want to do that on the 10th of each month for the month prior. So open up your calendar, whatever calendar system you're using, and get it on there. The 10th of every month from 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m., whatever your time frame is, you're going to do that financial review. And these are the people that need to be there. So getting it on the calendar, you know, really nothing focuses the mind like a deadline, right? So if it's not on the calendar, it's probably not going to happen. So we want to get the good things on the calendar, the important things. Otherwise, they'll be crowded out by those day-to-day things, all that junk that kind of gets you nowhere, those emails and phone calls and meetings that just, they just happen. So get it in writing. Get it on the calendar. You can use, there's lots of good project management apps, and you might think about them as goal-setting apps, but uh, I've used Basecamp before. That's very good. Um, Google Drive is obviously great for sharing information, but you got to get the fundamentals. Get it in writing, get it on the calendar. Some other basics to think about as you're setting your goals are to think about your goals in terms of outcome goals and process goals. So outcome goals are things that we want to accomplish. Maybe it's sales growth, maybe it's cash flow growth, maybe it's opening up a new uh, taproom location or what have you. Um, So those are outcome goals, things we want to achieve. Process goals are really those action-oriented steps that we're going to take that are going to really underpin those outcomes. What are are the things that we're going to do? What are the action items that we can take to achieve those outcome goals? So they kind of go hand-in-hand. Very often we'll see goal setting as, you know, we want to grow sales 10%. And that's a great goal. But what are the things that are going to support that goal? So what are those process goals? So consider listing those out. Lastly, on the basic side is identify the obstacles. So it's one thing to identify the goals that we want to achieve. We want sales growth of 10%. But it can be beneficial to identify what might be the obstacles that stand in the way of those goals and how might we overcome them? How might we go over those obstacles or around them or through them? Uh, So really thinking critically about it's nice to set these goals, but if we've repeatedly run into the same roadblocks, you know, let's think about how we can can get through those and how those might prevent us from getting where we want to get to. So for example, if it's a sales growth goal and we know the obstacle is uncertainty in the market, you know, we just don't know if, say, on-premise is going to open up like it was in 2019 or you know if we're going to have more we just don't know these things so we list out those obstacles and say all right if these 
present themselves again, you know, what are some things that we can do uh, to still achieve our sales goal? And maybe some of those are just borrowing from the bag of tricks that we all learned in 2020, you know, with with different revenue streams, with diversifying portfolios, uh, with finding new ways to market, uh, or it may be a whole, whole set of, of new ideas that you might come up with. So identify those obstacles and list out contingency plans for what we might be able to do uh, to overcome those. So those are some basics. Next, I want to share with you some frameworks that I use that might be useful for you to sort of organize your goals. So we take those basic goal-setting techniques, and then we want to dump them into a framework so that we've got everything kind of nice nice and tidy. So the, the three models that I'll share, the three frameworks, are the business plan, the financial plan, and a SWOT analysis. So SWOT, you've probably done these. It's a strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So in your business plan, what I would suggest is if you have one, you know, pull it out, dust it off, see if it's still relevant, make updates where necessary. If you don't have one, you know, now is a really good time to put one together. I'm a big advocate of simple, short, one-page business plan, something that you can bang out within literally a couple of hours. And then it can be a living document that you can update as you go, not something that you have to spend days and weeks on, and then maybe it sits in a drawer forever, never to be seen again. So get the business plan out. If you don't have one, uh, I do have a business plan course that will walk you through the whole process. It's very uh, straightforward, very easy to follow. Uh, So I'll link to that in the show notes if you want to check that out as well. Before I leave the business plan, the one thing I would suggest, if you do nothing else with the plan, is to look at what your core values are for your business. Now, as a quote by... Uh, Jason Fried, he is the author of a book called Rework, and he's also one of the founders of Basecamp, the project management app. And he has a quote that says, if you don't know what you stand for, if you don't know what you stand for, everything becomes a debate. And your core values really define what you stand for, what's important to you, um, how you want to operate your business, and so forth. And what I've found is if you don't know what you stand for. You're in these meetings and you're continuously having to decide and redecide and debate and negotiate. Um, and it can be a real waste of time and money. So if you can get clear on that for yourself, maybe for your the, the folks that you work with, uh, that can save quite a bit of time. So really looking at your core values, not just as a, a cultural thing. That is important too, but really as a decision-making tool to help you save time and money into the new year. So that's the business plan. Take it out, dust it off, update it, get clear on your core values. The financial plan is really essential. And I am biased. I'm a financial person. Um, But really understanding what is our game plan for sales and margins, operating expenses, profitability, cash flow, capital expenditures, and what is our plan relative to debt? What's our financing strategy? So it can seem like a lot of pieces, but really... Once you break it down, it can come together quickly. And I do have a course on this as well, how to create your financial plan. I will link to that as well if you want to check it out. And there's also lots of other free resources um, on on the site that you can check out as well if you just go in and search for financial plan. But it really just starts with what is a step-by-step approach to put each of these pieces together. How do we take our goals 
and integrate them into the financial plan. So very often the goals might be sales growth, say we want 10% sales growth next year. We have a profitability, say we want 15% profitability to the bottom line. Um, integrating those goals, you know, quantifying, quantifying them and then putting them into our financial plan. And then having that written and accessible in a living document that we can update throughout the year. Super important. The last framework that you can use, or that I'll suggest here, is the SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. Simply take a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle, uh, draw a line uh, horizontally across. You're basically just making a, a, a quad, four quadrants. So in your upper left, you'll have your strengths. Upper right is your weaknesses. Lower left, opportunities. And lower right, your threats. So you just want to list out strengths. You know, what are the things that we do well? Weaknesses, the opposite. Opportunities, what are the things that we can and or should take advantage of? And then threats, uh, what are problems? What are gaps that we need to close? Uh, where do we need to protect our flanks? So I tend to be a risk-averse individual. So if you're going to start with anything, you know, perhaps start with the T, the threats. Look in your lower right-hand quadrant and list out what are the things that could potentially be problematic for our business and how can we set goals right now uh, to avoid those potential threats. What, what could those be? Maybe it's um, registering uh, for your intellectual property, right? Trademarks for certain beer names or your brewery name if that hasn't been done yet. What are other threats? It could be cash flow problems. I always advocate for ready access to cash and or access to capital through a line of credit. Maybe that's sitting down with your investors, sitting down with your banking partners and looking how you can shore up uh, your cash protection coming up in the new year. So that's a SWOT analysis. So consider one or all of those frameworks. They all do slightly different things. Very helpful to have all three. Um, the business plan, financial plan, and doing a SWOT analysis. So I'm going to wrap it up with some ideas on how you can make these things stick. The first thing is to make your goals visible, really putting them out there. And you can do this in any number of ways, but I recommend the scorecard. Really just a one-pager. Maybe we capture one to five goals on there, whether they're financial, operational, customer service related. So quantifying your goals, making them visible, sharing them with the people in your business that can make a real difference. That's number one. That way it's always there. We want to update it regularly. We want to show people where we are relative to the goal. And preferably if we can do this on a monthly basis, then each month we reset. How are we doing this month? How are we doing year to date? It's just like sort of a real-time scoring. So get the goals out there. Make sure they're visible and communicated on a regular basis. That'll help make it stick. Next is to use a what I'll call a secret weapon. I've had great success with this. I really enjoy this concept. Again, borrowing from Tim Ferriss, he uses uh, this concept called eliminate, automate, and delegate. So the things that come across your desk or the things that you're tasked with doing to run them through this screening process and say, is this something that really needs to be done? Can I eliminate it? Because without scrutiny, we tend to just kind of do things over and over again 
we don't really test to see is this even needed? You know, what value is this creating? So question number one is, can I eliminate this? Next is, can I automate this? We have so much access to technology. Is there a report that I'm constantly running and then dumping to Excel and then manipulating it and editing it and changing? Is there some way I can automate that? Because the answer is, there probably is. So think about where you're spending time and determine if technology can help you automate it. And lastly is delegating it. So this really goes back to highest and best use. What are the things that you're doing? And is it the highest and best use for your time? Or frankly, is someone else might be better at it or better suited to it? So can you delegate it? So really thinking about that, maybe take a take an hour or a day or a week and just keep this in your head and think, can I eliminate, automate, or delegate these tasks that are coming across my desk? And maybe that's a way to, to free up some time so you can really focus on those top level goals. And the last thing I'll leave you with is a quote from Zig Ziglar. Um, he is has some excellent ideas on goal setting and the quote that really stays with me is when he says each day you might want to ask yourself kind of do a quick recap of the day or as you're doing different tasks and ask the simple question which is is this moving me closer to or further away from my goals. So if you're clear on your goals, you've got them in writing, you've got them on the calendar, you've got them visible, you've got them in some kind of a framework, whether it's business plan or financial plan, you can really assess each of the things that you're doing each day and throughout the day and determine, is this aligned with my goals? And use that question, you know, is this moving me closer to or further away from my goals? So these are some of the things that I am working on and thinking about right now. And hopefully there's something here you can borrow from to help you create great goals, great New Year's resolutions to help you build a financially successful beer business into the new year, into 2022. So with that, I wish you all the best. I wish you great cash flow and I wish you a happy new year. Thank you for listening to the Beer Business Finance Podcast, where we combine beer with finance so that you can improve financial results in your beer distribution business. For more resources, tools, guides, and online courses, please visit beerbusinessfinance.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free weekly beer finance newsletter. Until next time, get out there and improve financial results in your beer business today.